I like these sessions because it's like you're you're giving me counseling. You you did this the last time after the Ron Baker episode. You basically our first hard numbers episode is is you giving me a therapy session. So uh, what you, this is you like, give me a therapy session, like uh, we'll, I would we'll put I would put your numbers against any numbers in the country for a one point five million dollar firm. I highly doubt there's anybody making six forty and. 42% profit margin. If you are, please email us and tell us what you're doing. Am I your, um, am I your student then? Is it, is, are you, are you presenting this? Like, look, I can do this for you. I did this for Scott. No, right? I definitely, I, we don't, I, I need to do what you did. <laughs> you do good too. We're going to get to yours. You get, we both do good. We both have, have some, we both have really good numbers, but are we happy? please greetings accounting high i am your custodian um i'm in the front office here nobody's here this is a sunday school's closed uh, miss miles is on a bit of a hiatus so i guess i'm subbing in i mean i'm cleaning in here and they said they got this little script that i'm gonna read so here goes the sons of cpas are back Scott and Jason are here to share their firm's hard numbers and go deep as they discuss their accomplishments and concerns about the future sustainability of their firms. They touch on professional passions and purpose and Scott's interest in turning this rap thing into a legit business as they reveal the show's hard numbers and growth. Of course, an episode of Hard Numbers isn't complete without a little therapy session and be sure to stick around until the end as Ackerman shares his OnlyFans story. As always, sit back, relax, open your mind, because this is Firm Hard Numbers with the Sons of CPAs at Accounting High. Peace out, homies. I repeat, may I have your attention, please? This is another public service announcement brought to you in part by Accounting High. The views and events expressed here are of the next generation of accounting and tech professionals leading this space. The events and suggestions are not to be taken lightly. Children should not partake in the listening of this podcast. Anything else? Yeah. So without further ado, introducing the star of our show, Scott Scarano and Jason Ackerman. We're going to have a problem here. Scott, you know what time it is? What time is it? Hard numbers. Hard numbers. I still hear. Now I st- I don't know if I hear Funky Monkey or the... Um, hard numbers. Grass Monkey. The hardest yeah. numbers. Hard That's numbers. It. Harbors. The hardest numbers. <laughs> Do I have a rap career? I'm, I mean, you're a big rapper now. Um, Did you have you? Are you making it public that you're gonna pay little baby like two hundred thousand bucks with your hard numbers money? It might be more than two hundred thousand. I, I think he charges more than that for a verse. So I got my rap my rap map on screen right now because my uh, I got something new Jesus. to hold my camera. <laughs> is it are we are are people gonna be able to see my face maybe depends on if i post this as a video oh my god i hope you do yeah well 
I'm a, I'm a little frustrated. I'm going. I've been going over like okay. So, so I had okay. a three hour episode with Ron Baker, right? Uh huh. And I bought a. I'm I'm trying to get my um camera, so using my phone as my camera. It's got this continuity camera, new thing with Apple that you can. I mean, it was, it was pretty effortless. I'm using my phone as the camera, and I had a little stand for it. Put it on the computer. Everything in the middle of Ron's episode, my phone falls. No. Thing, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, know, since we last down. since we last spoke, you have now become a complete rapper. Is that true? Like you're just like this is kind of getting into hard numbers. But you how much time we're doing a year end review. When was the last time we recorded? Let's just let's just put this there because I feel like what, what I feel year like you're is a stranger. That? I don't even I don't even know you anymore. Okay. This is the first week of January, second week of January. We're gonna review two thousand twenty two numbers. Let's just start high level. Between the two of us, what did we clear last year? What can we advertise? Between the two firms, it was almost one point. Let's see, you had eight fifty, almost one point five million dollars in cash to owner but, between yeah. two people. Between two like co-hosts on these firm hard numbers. So why does somebody want to listen to shop class? What can we? What do we have a thing or two to tell people? So. You know, Scott's, Scott is devoted. He has a lot more time than me. I haven't been on the podcast as much. When we started, that was I haven't kinda, recorded with you since October. But that, was, but that was the goal. Like, we started, and I told you at the very beginning, I don't have as much time. I don't, I don't want to, like, do it as much as you do. And you've grown it. You've been awesome, and you're taking over. And you're doing 98% of the podcast, and I am moving to a faculty role where I will do quarterly podcasts like everybody else Maybe a little and bit what is your role in the faculty, sir? I'm the lunch lady. Okay. <laughs> you know that you made that up. I, I don't know. know if you if you forgot that you said no, it. No, no, but, no. Um, I, remember, I remember I said it. Okay. But yeah. I but I really kind of going back to what I was saying. Like, I'm going to be teaching the shop class, which is and that's. But I wanted to be prat like, my podcast is going to be practical. Like, how do you are you the do woodworking instructor? You're the like like what's the, the guy who like, teaches woodworking but like, it's not just you want to teach like, everybody how to measure and this is this is the science of it but i want it to be practical i like there's there's places like we have ron baker on the faculty which is amazing he's like but he doesn't run a firm he hasn't like he's never run a firm or he has yeah. but it's been 35 years ago like i want it to be practical like this is how you do it like kind of how you were talking before like we let go of three people and we hired people in the philippines how do you how do you raise prices? Like how do you actually do it? You can't just say like I'm going to raise prices. Like so, this is the practical knowledge, it? and this is the streets. This is what you would do in real life. Because I've done it, and I'm going to tell you like what we've actually done in our firm. There's theory, that, there's practice, and there's mastery. So who's mastered all this? Are we are we in the middle there? I wouldn't even say I've mastered it. I think you've mastered it more than I've mastered. It, but I will say, well, that that's why I'm just the MC. <laughs> You're going to be teaching the class. I am really just color commentary. Right? And I, I don't think you ever, if you think you master it, like, I don't think you ever master running a firm or. No. No, like, I'm not saying that. I'm like, saying, like, when you get to the point where you can teach it. So, like, teaching it is a form of mastery. Yeah. But sometimes people teach because they're not actually good at what they're doing. No, but if you're still doing it in a lot of ways, <laughs> yeah. like, there's. No, but. Your your point is taken. My mm -hmm. my, what I want my part of the podcast to be is like 
very real life, like, this is how you do it. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Not just like high level. This is what your profit margin should be. This is like, you should have started cast practice, like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no pie in the sky philosophy. Yeah, exactly. No pie in the sky. <laughs> yeah. So. And I will say Home another X. thing that we've done. So I thought firm, that, yeah. I will say a big thing that we are doing is we are zagging. Like most firms are going less tax returns and more casts. We're doing, we're trying to get rid of casts and doing more tax returns. So we're zagging. Like against, because <laughs> I just think there's too many firms out there that are just casting. Giving up on the return. You've been talking about that for years. You've been so, saying but that we're, for years. But we're really like, we really do it like a lot of our monthly stuff. We have partnered with a local bookkeeper and we have passed it along to them. And so nope. you're going to do this and we're going to do more tax stuff. Well, that's kind of how you win, right? You got to be different. Do what the crowd is not doing. You see everybody going one way and you go a different way. You could really benefit from that or. Well, I it's partly that and it's partly just like. I know what we're good at. And I know what I'm good at. And like our firm is good at tax returns. I don't think we've been good at casts just because I haven't had somebody to lead it and take it over. And I have so been this trying is, to find someone. This is basically, so just, this is basically how to run a tax firm 101, 102, 103. Those are your classes. I mean, we could, we could come up with a fun shop analogy. Like I can. Yeah figure out some woodworking you know yeah jokes exactly. and but analogies. i think i think yeah. there's going to be a lot of stuff that applies to other parts of accounting too but yeah i think uh, yeah but that, we got to be specific on what you're doing so you're running a very highly profitable machine that is a tax firm right like that's what you guys do and that's what you're going all in on so for yeah. anybody that does has a tax firm any cpas out there that do a lot of taxes yeah this is a good lessons learned from the streets from people who've been doing it since the seventies, right? Get your dad in on some of these. It'll be good. Oh yeah. Share his wisdom. So maybe we'll get Ron in on some of them. Have a couple, a little oh, bit God. of a faculty. My, meeting. Dad, my dad would have an orgasm. So what if we did that? Yeah. What if we had an episode? If we had of a like podcast Ron with my dad really and Ron. Dad. That's what like, we would do. That's part of this faculty thing. He's a principal. Oh, I mean, he's God, coming he in. Would love that. Your dad's a principal too. Like that's dope. We haven't had your dad on as an episode. Why don't we have Ron like, actually lead this and, and he'll do it yeah uh, god let's do that it i would like that but think like, about it it's like what like do you get a, what do you get a present for like someone who has everything that's what you get my dad like i'm gonna do that that's my gift to him he for gifting that. me you he gave me you for for hours upon hours how many hours did you record with me do you want do you want to get the answer to this so I, out of you know all what? the episodes you've been i'll on, be honest with you it was a pleasure. You've come a long way, and you've 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 created something that is going to be big, and I'm proud of you for that. And uh, oh, it's going to be big. What were the first thirty episodes like? Really difficult because you weren't paying attention and didn't know what was going on. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't. I still think I don't pay attention <laughs> half the time when you're talking. I'm not listening. <laughs> but you know what? You it took it took. I think too with podcasting, I find like like how we're doing now, two people. I think a two person podcast is the best. Like once you get more than two, 
it's very hard to keep that conversation going. I like it too. Like the podcasts that I listen to, the best ones are two people for the most part. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you, I like it. I think I like you it. doing like interviews with people is better. Or like I did some solos and I think like what you're trying to do, which is create these faculty things where it's you and somebody else. I think that's going to work very well. So I think that's good. And it's continuity. That's the word of the week. <laughs> I always have a word of the week that I use in everything because I'm using a continuity camera. My Apple, the camera is called the continuity camera. And I keep using that in other scenarios. But if you have continuous conversations with the similar people, you can go a lot deeper and you form first, you form a relationship with the listeners. They know what to expect. They know the dynamic. They're the fly on the wall, but it's a very valuable conversation that's being had. I know that like I can get a little too deep when I do all these things with you, but let me just uh, going deep is the way that's what people want. to. That's yeah, that's, but that's why I can do that with certain people because I pick up where I left off with them. So, well, that's the key. That's the key to a good podcast. It's like you, you, the, the, the listener feels like they're, the third person and they're yeah. like part of the conversation and they yeah. know what's going You're not starting over again from like, tell me your background. Cause like that gets boring. It's like the deep yeah. conversations what people want. And that's what we're going to so give them. Now that's all we're going to have. That's on what the we're going like, to I have a couple them. more guests to get through. I think I like the guests. Like for me, I can do a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a new person that I find interesting. Some I think guests those are episodes good. will be good. Yeah. Yeah. But the really good guests and the people that we can go deeper with, that's the faculty that to explain that a little bit further and everybody's going to have their shop class or their class where we're doing one-on-ones one-on-twos on and it'll take some time to really build up a good library but i think like after three or four of these they're going to be good so oh for sure stay tuned we're on the third one already i mean this is our third hard numbers where we're going actually going over our numbers but i think like this parlays into now how did you get to those numbers Right. And going deeper on different aspects of the firm that you're honest about, you know, that you th think you still need to work on th uh, that you did. We've, I mean, there's yeah. so much we have to work on. Yeah. We're not even like, that's what I was saying. You're always, you're always taking it th two steps forward, one step back, but hopefully you're moving in the right direction. So let that be a preview for what to expect in the future with these one oh one oh. 100 series. That's what All we're right. going to do, before, right? The 100 before, series? <laughs> sure. <laughs> my, my college, we didn't have like those numbers, so like I don't know how they work. But I didn't I, either. I'm just making that up because that's what you see out in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> like When they talk about like yeah, a school like, course, 102, yeah. Well, that's what, like our like, local college, like with them, they're like, yeah, we, I just took accounting 204. I'm like, I don't know what the that is. And I'm going to give you a compliment, which I've already given you a bunch of compliments, which is not like me, but I'm starting a new year. Pause it. I just want to say... I love compliments. I just want to say that I'm proud of you. You've done a lot of good stuff. And I'm very excited to see where County High goes. You've just taken it to a whole nother level that I didn't even... Honestly, to be honest with you, I thought you would burn out after six months and stop. But you've really taken a passion to it. And you've grown. And actually, if you remember correctly, when we set up our LLC, I called you and I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, if I had set up this legal entity, like, this is legitimate now <laughs> and you were like yeah i'm into it and now you've taken it over and it's like letting a birdie go yeah you're, you're free and you're doing you're closing off the sons of cpas and it, well although although i think to, like 
we're still going to be able to do consulting. After all these 101, 102 episodes, we will have consulting opportunities. This is, this is a, a channel yeah. and a, a path to do. Well, I that. think most but of the we listen- have to get better. I think at teaching most of too. our listeners on accounting high are like solo people, or they have like under you know? thirty employees or under fifty employees. I well, think we have a listener survey that I hope I'll put in the show notes here again. But we have how, some listener what percentage survey. were over fifty employees? I don't know because I have to look. <laughs> I'm we sure didn't get that many respondents. I'm sure it's low. My point okay. is, like. All the cool stuff is happening on that level, but there's a lot of firms, big firms, that are stuck way behind. And I think until those people move, we're not going to see a lot of like big changes in the industry. And that's where I think we can like do co- some consulting and change some things. Yeah. Well, what channels are they paying attention to? That's what the thing. They they're, they're not their content. <laughs> yeah. Because they're they're partnerships and they have like a million people and they have to get like a certain amount to decide and it's like very hard to do that. So very um, and they don't really care. They they don't like you know they're like we're making a bunch of money. I don't really care about the sm- like what's going on. Yeah, they have and no that's not that's, that's an over exaggeration. That but that's, that's not our listeners. I'm but, saying that's no, not the, but they're going to change at some point and like they need a little pushing. Yeah. So I think we can do some of that pushes. Yeah. Well, that's like I said, like I said, what are they paying attention to? Where are they getting their news and media or information? How do we get in front of them there? Probably only fans, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> for another day, for another day, another conversation. I repeat, may I have your attention, please? We use Tally for, for every one of our clients. So how many tax returns do you guys do? in a typical year uh i think we did 500 this year before there is this tally four how did you guys handle this uh yeah before it was super messy we did not have as we've we've grown a lot over the past four years so like our work paper standardization needed some help which tally four has definitely helped out a lot with because it forces everything into one standard work paper that we then use as the work papers but before we were just using excel we were just using qbo and we would export you know the two years of pnl the two years of balance sheet that was what we would use for our work papers. I don't know, it probably saves at least an hour per return. And then just for tax prep, and if we're doing tax projections for clients and we actually need to get the K-1, like get an idea of what the K-1 is gonna look like, then we also use it for the projections. Yeah, that's huge too. Some of the bullets under the tax hero section of Tally4. Automate your book to tax, deliver tax returns faster, minimize extensions, reduce staff turnover, focus on tax strategy, right? Tell us what that means to you, Shane. The more time we spend on moving one expense or like aggregating 10 expenses into the legal line or into the accounting line or into the other deductions, like that's just a waste of time, frankly. So Tally4 really cuts down on the administrative prepares job of aggregating various general ledger items into one line on a tax return so that we can focus more on how much can we put into your 401k this year? Like, what is the R&D tax credit going to look like? How much cash do we need to have on hand on March 15th and April 15th of 2023 or next year, whatever, so that our clients who we all have like a deeper relationship with can decide on whether or not how much house they can afford or if they're going to bring on a new business partner, things that actually add more value. So check out Tally4 today. 
Book to tax in minutes, not hours, because tax work should be easier, faster, and way more fun. File a tax return in 10 minutes with Tally4. Check it out. Tally4.com. T-A-L-L-Y-F-O-R.com. Peace out, homies. Okay. Let's talk about our How years. How much like, time I... did you spend in your firm this year? Per- just percentage of time. Your entire time. Three, About three hours a week. Three hours a week. Yeah. Okay. Four, th- four hour work week. Three, so maybe three or four hours. For the other 97% of your time, what have you been doing? Oh, podcast and raps for sure. <laughs> and you are now, you identify like I identify mostly as a gay man now. I didn't tell you I came out. I'm joking. I'm so you worried. identify. <laughs> but okay. You identify yourself as a rapper now. Is my point. I identify myself as a little toddler, so a a childish rapper. Um, childish rapper. I'm stuck in a lot of different ages right now. I think in my mind, I am in high school. In my mind, I'm also a child, a toddler, and I feel like I'm about 24, 25 years old. Would you say you're going through a quarter life crisis? Quarter or mid? I, this would be like, I'd live pretty long third, if this was quarter. A, a third. Yeah. Um, third okay. life crisis. I'm going through my third one right now. But yeah. you have made a conscious effort to not do a lot in your firm. For sure. For sure. What it, like? Just talk about that. Why? why? I lost interest. Like, you don't like doing accounting anymore. Well... Let's just say at first, I, no, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. At first, I wanted to get out of the work so I could elevate and become the visionary, you know, the, the leader of the firm and not have to be stuck doing what everybody says, you know, you got to get out of the work to really elevate, to really make things happen, to really change the direction of the firm, to really manage the business and not manage it like it's a job. All of those things. I've been working toward that for years. COVID happened and I was pretty much ready for it at that time. You know, because we've been recording since early 2021, I got out of reviewing the tax returns. I got out of, well, I was in sales. I was out of sales. It was like a lot of back and forth, but I finally got out of sales and I didn't care anymore. I was bored. I cared more about the podcast and learning things about firms, but I didn't care necessarily about mine because every time I wanted to do something in mine, I got a lot of pushback. Nobody wanted to make changes anymore because they were they liked the peace and calm of me being away. When I was involved, everything's always changing. Always getting this new app, doing this new thing. and Addition by subtraction, would you say? They did not like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about addition by, subtra- by subtraction. They didn't like all that moving around so fast. So... You know, putting a management team in place is really what it took for me to get out of the work and to get out of the day-to-day, but also that's what it took for me to stop really paying attention to it because they were doing all of it. They were handling it all for me because so anytime what do I you, did get involved. So what do you, so like now, what are, what do you see your role as at the firm? What What's the future for you? Like what's what do you future? care about? Yeah. Ron asked me if I'm, if I need to be sitting on two bar stools. I got I don't know what this that means. podcast. I got this. I got the stuff that I'm doing with Accounting High, and I've got this firm 
and I can't really focus on one or the other or both. I mean, I got to focus on one or the other because I can't really focus on both. I can't grow both like I want to. Because if I really want to change the firm, I'm going to go deep on finding a niche and really changing the firm. But then I won't be focusing on the podcast, the, the media platform that Accounting High is oh, yeah, but, or will be. So, but let's just say we don't need to talk about the future of your firm and what you're going to do with it. I'm just interested in for your three hours a week, what are you doing? Oh, maybe I went too deep there. No, no, I think I'm it's meeting good. with the management team. I'm meeting with the management team and making sure that they, what they need. So if there's, is there anything, because right now, the, what I provide, I do provide for the firm, and I have been more of a guiding hand, just really passive, as far as like, you know, we're, whatever they need, I can help with and guide them, but I'm not really doing the doing of whatever that is. So I'm more of like the advisor. So they'll the come arm. to you and ask for your opinion on something. Sure. That's, that's pretty much, yeah. That's what's happening. Do, and I'm guessing you see that continuing, at least for the first quarter or half year of this year. I could, could see it continuing forever, honestly. But I have concerns about that continuing and being sustainable. Because okay. already, what, what are the concerns? As we get into these numbers, you'll see. I am in a, I'm in an, a precarious situation. I'm in an awkward situation right now. Um, I. I think I'm making too much money to not be doing anything at the firm. But what, why I think is they that? all know, they all know, they all see the numbers. They want to get paid more, right? You got to pay everybody more. So you're concerned that you're not doing any work, but you're making a lot of money. Yes. Why does that concern? Because you just said your ultimate goal was to get out of the firm and run it and be high level. You've done that and you put people in place. You don't think it's sustainable. I don't know if it's sustainable because I don't want to have to dive back into it if it does start to fall apart. If somebody leaves, a key person leaves, then that means I got to figure something out pretty quickly. And I could see that just not, I don't know. It's it's like... Because someone could basically be like, Hey, Scott's not doing jack. I'm making all the money for Scott. Why don't I just start my own firm and make all the money myself? Yeah. There's so many versions of that that scare me. Well, so what are you going to do to combat that? Um, it sounds like a good ways way to give them equity. We're working on ways to, so uh -huh. we're going to start with Chris and we've got a plan to get him about 25%, 30% equity over the next few years. What's that plan? Uh, we're going to value it. He's going to pay for it and he's going to phase it in about 10% okay. a year, something like that. So we're starting with Chris and the rest of the team, we're going to figure out some kind of profit share or just adjust or tweak the bonus plant structure. So they get a good solid new base pay or whatever pay that they can expect because we're not growing either. Everybody's basically at capacity. Everybody's good. We can churn some clients, but it's not like we're growing the firm. So just stabilizing things. Um, getting everybody to where they're happy with what they're making and they know how to make more. And honestly, how are they going to make more? They're going to take on more clients if they want to. That's how they make more money. Or we do 
you know, I mean, we've already so, went through rounds so of price increases. Concern, yeah. Okay, let, let's 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 take a step back. Yeah, so I think we've done a good overview. So let's talk about last year's numbers. So what was, what was your gross revenue last year? Um, over one point five million. Now that also includes the non-firm stuff too. So there's a breakdown of both, but. Okay, well, let's just talk about the firm stuff. Just say 1.5. Okay, that's firm. That's not yeah. your podcast or your raps or whatever else you're doing. It's firm. Okay. What was it the year before? 1.4. So you went up 100,000 bucks. Mm-hmm. So what's that? Let's get the calculator out. So you grew... Bad math. This is riveting. You drew 7%. Okay. Now, your net income, what was it last year? Gross profit or after operating? After Before you get paid, but after all your operating expenses. Yeah. After everything, 219. About 220 last year. Not, not, not last year, 2021. Okay, what was in 2022? 651. So you went up 400,000 bucks. Mm-hmm. So your revenue didn't increase by that much, but your net did. What, what happened? Oh, lots of things. We don't have rent anymore, so no more rent. Uh, we spend a lot less overall on any expenses that were associated with having an office. So what so, percentage was that? Well, how much, mo- how much real money are we talking about? Not that much. I mean, the biggest one is staff. So we have three people full time now in Philippines and we only have, I guess, as of the end of the year, like I'm just, you know, we, we have four fewer people total in the U S so you lost four people, but you replaced them with three in the Philippines, and they're like half the cost or a quarter of the cost? A fifth, maybe. A fifth. Do you think Do you think you could run your whole firm out of the Philippines? Like, do you need anyone in the U.S.? You need some client-facing people. You need a handful of client-facing people. And to that's basically what you have now. So, like... The like your reconciliations are they doing tax returns there? Are they doing everything? What are the fellow? Uh, they're on the way to tax returns. They're not doing tax returns yet, and they're your own like individual people. Yeah. So we use a company to pay them, and that they manage them actually. So the company we use Double Rule, uh, or no, they're the backroom now, and they're managing everything. They're actually doing the hiring and stuff too, and just putting people in front of us as far as candidates go. And uh, they handle pretty much everything, and we just pay them a fee on top of what we pay everybody. So how much did you pay double rule or whatever? How much did you uh, pay the Philippines? 2022 was about almost 60000 and, and 2021 and then was you about replaced, you were, but, but you So you spent $60,000 on the Philippines, and that how much salary did that replace? Oof. At least... <laughs> 300 right or more or more there so, our salaries are down our salaries total are down over 200 
So it year had to be year. 200 then. So you took, yeah. And you know, there's some, you gave some raises and stuff, but well, and there was partial oh, year people. There's some like people that were sweat. with us partially year. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically, you cut your salaries by 200 and you added 40,000. And now we were put in a position that this had had to happen. Everybody thinks that we're just like no more us, like giving, giving people's jobs to the Philippines. We're not, we can't find anybody here. We have tried to hire people in the U S in any state. And it's been pretty dry. So this isn't for lack of effort. It's just so much better. They are so much better employees at that level of staff. They're, they're killing it. Like they are more responsive. They get the work done faster, more effectively, more efficiently, more accurate. And they're just better all around. As far as employees go, everybody that we have there. So, so basically you're, so you, so 600 divided by 1.5, what's that, like 45%? 42%. So your margin's 42%, and that's because yeah. you've moved stuff to the Philippines and you got rid of your office. Pretty much. That's pretty good. So Not you, complaining. I'm, I'm scared that the other shoe's going to drop, and at some point all of this is going to end. I'm afraid that tomorrow two people leave or tomorrow something crazy happens. I'm always scared of stuff like that, but I'm pretty happy with the way things went last year. Let me tell you, like I had best year of my life for sure. 2022. Now who made the ultimate choice to do the Philippine stuff? You made the choice to close the office because, but Oh, it? it took, it took years to convince Chris that this would work. So he, you. he did not yeah, want to do it at first. Yeah. Yeah, and then I wanted it to happen faster and faster, and now we're pretty much where where I wanted us to be two years ago, three years ago. And your ideal client. So how much how much of your revenue is tax compared to? Uh, so we're about seventy five percent non tax, and that's basically you're doing tax. monthly reconciliations, cash basis accounting, yeah, monthly recs, anything cash basis. We're not doing anything accrual. So you're basically just taking their bank statements and reconciling it. I guess so, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And what's the average client paying for that? About 850, give or take. And how many bank accounts do they have, average, or credit cards? Three to five, maybe. I don't know. So that's pretty good. We only have yeah. about a hundred and five clients, hundred six. So basically, you're just you're good. Like, what's wrong? <laughs> Nothing's wrong. Did I say anything was wrong? <laughs> you're just worried. You I've just have been to tweaking this. I've been tweaking this to keep it going. I have been tweaking this for years and years and years, and now I've finally polished off to the point where I don't care that we're Paget. We're fine with that. I don't want to do anything with the firm. I'm bored. Everything's fine. Like, I could go off and do some bigger things with the firm, but I don't want to because that's going to be a lot higher effort than what I'm doing now. And what I'm doing now, I enjoy more 
than anything else because I have a purpose yeah, yeah, no, for no, it. I know. Like, but like, is, uh, firm, yeah. firm wise. So like you're happy. You don't really need to grow that much more. You don't really need to make more money. You make $640,000 a year. It's a lot of money. Even for you. You can pay a little baby. <laughs> maybe. Little baby maybe. Look at you. <laughs> you could pay me a quarter of that. I'm like the Philippines little baby. <laughs> oh, I could pay you a fifth of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll do a rap. Dude, I just think about it. I that's just my top like top line like overhead cost, right? So if I can get little baby on a track, I'm sure I can make more than that on the track, right? This is a business. Sure. <laughs> on the album. I don't know. I'm 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 making like half of that's a joke when I say that, but honestly, look at what Lil Dicky did. Look at what Dave Bird did. He made an album, professional rapper, paid for a bunch of features, he used his bar mitzvah money for this. And it's it's good. Like, it's a good album. I'll listen to it, and I can relate to all of it. It's very relatable. It's very funny. Okay, we, don't, we don't need to get into the rapping. We're very proud well, of you. Well, you brought it up. You're picking on me, but I'm saying that it's, this is legit. <laughs> no, I'm like, not if picking I did on do it, you. I think it's I think great. that there would be a return. I think it's straight. You, you are living the dream from a lot of people listening to this podcast, which is you worked maybe 40 hours for the entire year on your firm. That might be a little low. 80 hours. For your entire Not 80 firm. hours a week. I used to work 80 hours a week. No, no. I, I, for the whole year, you worked the equivalent of two weeks and you made $640,000. Fair statement. So, it's 651. So, I think, I, think <laughs> I think there's some key. My favorite, though, is when you called me on December 31st and asked for tax advice. That was a. So let's back up here. This was December 30th, and this was you called me, and I called you back, and we happened to be talking, and you gave me very good advice, let me say. I paid another 20 grand to the state. Yeah, Pastor Andrew Tatch, you're welcome. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. So I think the key takeaway. I got another $20,000. So I think the key takeaway there's a lot of people who want to run a firm like you running it, and I think you should be commended. I mean, that's awesome. And I think there's some key takeaways, which is you have to have the management team in place, which you have. You have to charge your clients a lot of money. You have to, and you basically don't have an office and you outsource the lower level stuff to the Philippines. Everybody, might I mention too, my team has seen it from both sides of this and they are very happy with the way things are right now. Nobody's yeah, because, I mean, 105 clients, like, cash you're basically charging the clients a lot of money you're, you're obviously doing a good job because they're not leaving so you have them priced correctly they're not working too much but a lot of stuff's being done in the philippines like you have they're happy because they're not overworked they're they're making a decent amount of money like why shouldn't they be happy yeah i think like you said the risk is like okay i see scott's literally not working but they also realize like it took you a long time to build up to this. Like you, you did have to work at some point for a long time doing accounting work. Like you built yourself up, you got your team in place. Like 
doesn't happen overnight. It's not like you just, yeah. I, I think that's like, it, it does take time and you were like committed to stuff and you made some hard decisions and choices and here you are, baby. I'm on the finish line. I'm on the goal line, right? But it might. So like, in my have you accomplished everything that you set out to like five years ago, you look back where you are today. Like, do you even need to get like 42% profit margin? I don't think you could do better than that. I don't think I could. I don't like, think that there's anything else. So when we started this podcast, I was about my margins. I was about everything. And just even then, I, I definitely did what I set out to do just from then. But five years ago, I'm including the rap stuff and the podcast stuff because those are things that I wanted to do five years ago, too. I'm doing all of those, too. So not just the firm. Yeah, I know you're, you're siloed in and you're focused on the firm stuff, but, you know, it's past 420. I'm a little high, so now I'm talking about the rap stuff. That's all I want to talk about. I do want to talk about the firm, but... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pivot. Right? I, I like these sessions because it's like you're you're giving me counseling. You you did this the last time after the Ron Baker episode. You basically our first hard numbers episode is is you giving me a therapy session. So uh, what you, this is you like, give me a therapy session? Like uh, we'll, I would we'll flip put the I would put your numbers against any numbers in the country for a one point five million dollar firm. I highly doubt there's anybody making six forty and. 42% profit margin. If you are, please email us and tell us what you're doing. Am I your, um, am I your student then? Is it, is, are you, are you presenting this? Like, look, I can do this for you. I did this for Scott. No, right? I definitely, I, we don't, I, I need to do what you did. <laughs> you do good too. We're going to get to yours. You, we both do good. We both have, have some, we both have really good numbers, but are we happy? Right. That's the I question. I don't think, I mean, our numbers are not, I mean, our net, I mean, we have more gross revenue, but we're, we're nowhere near 42% profit margin. Well, we'll get there. We'll get you there. I didn't know what was possible for a year, right? So let me, let me caveat but, some so, of this So too. I guess our, our biggest question is, is it sustainable? How many years can well, you let keep me, this going with, let me, like, let me go, without your managers not, wanting a lot more money? Right. Well, that's, that's what's happening right now. We're in the middle of this. So we're going to see what this year looks like because it's going to be a polar opposite of last, of last year, I think. What do you mean by I think this why year, is it going to be different? Not polar opposite, but we've got a couple things that happened here that I need to caveat all of this. Mm-hmm. First, they did great. They had all the proposals ready for tax returns and they sent them out in December and a lot of them got paid. So we've got this year's tax returns on last year's. Oh. <laughs> Well, how much money is that? I don't know, but it wasn't that much. Like our December was big, but it was only like 60 or 70 more than last year, which was big. Like in okay. December, we had, so, so let's just say it's maybe, bit, but still we're maybe about 60,000, okay. okay. um, which is next year. So it's not all of them. Okay. And then also ERC money, which I would say is maybe a little under a hundred or something, maybe a hundred. I was, I was thinking it's about 150 off probably okay. like, I think so it could have been, it should have been about 500. And if that was the case, then the margin. But would still, be, um, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, but still, but like, I, I like the looks of, of the numbers without giving all the, but you know, we're accountants. We got to give what's reasonable. So I think what's reasonable to say here outside of those two little caveats, we're at like 36%, right? 
I think that's very good. It's fair. So I had a banner year, but and I would, there's... And, and like also percentages, like you, you as a solo entrepreneur, they did not do... You literally worked two weeks. You made 500,000 bucks. So you've, out, you've, de- you've delegated your whole firm and you made 500,000 bucks. That's still good. Still pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty Like, pleased. I might have made 500,000 bucks, but I worked more than 80 hours for the whole year in the firm. You worked a lot in the firm. Yeah. I know you play a lot of golf, too, but you work, you work a lot. <laughs> I do. See, but you love the work, see? And that's the thing, though. I Right now, I am working yeah, no, 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 a no, no, lot. No. That, I, I don't want to, like... Like we gotta there also are, compare more what I'm one, doing. There are more than one ways to skin a cat. Like you, this is you're doing what you like to do. You've delegated, and you've set up your firm that way, which is perfect. Like our our firm's different. Every everyone's firm is slightly different, but a lot of people want to get That's to where the beauty. you're we're getting. We're all snowflakes like, out here. <laughs> we're all we're we're all snowflakes. All of our firms are snowflakes. <laughs> so. I think you should be commended. You should be very happy about your year last year. And uh, we will be interested to see, like, what happens. Because I, I think, personally, like, yeah, I think your people are going to want a little more money. But I still think you could, you could easily make 250 300 off the firm without doing anything. And that seems reasonable to me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I know what all in the end, like, I still don't know what I would really need to live on because i save a lot of money i don't spend a lot of money yeah, I, I know I have a lot every of time cash. we play golf you make me pay you won't you won't I don't, for the for this I, for I this, spend for money, this podcast like, when i travel firm, i don't spend money dude when i travel like and i'm trying to get better on that too but it's like even now when i when i most of my travels i've been on 17 trips this year i didn't pay for too many of them like it's a lot of this stuff's just getting paid for too I, I'm not saying that's that's the only thing that's not. I just don't like spending money. That's like in all aspects of yeah, my life. That's, I got to get better at that. That's beautiful. That's it's good. not beautiful. No, that's that's not a good thing. That's we can, good. We can maybe have a this year you'll max out your 401k as this year. So I didn't do that yet. Um, so here's the, and that's still saving though. That's saving money. Like I. So now let's pivot to some other numbers. The podcast audience is growing. Right this time last year. Let's just say, yeah, January of last year, definitely we're like, we're, we're 10x on the number of listeners that we have. Um, we're looking at about 48 people were listening this time last year. Maybe like a max of like 100 in, in a month, right? This time last year. Uh-huh. We're getting about 500 now. But in that, like, you know, in the smaller time periods, we're clearing like 200 in the first couple days and maxing out at like close to six, five or 600 per listener or per episode. Those aren't big numbers by far, but it's growth, right? So that's growing. I got a team now. We got, we got a founding faculty for accounting high. I've got a team of people working with me and I'm building a team here that I'm much more passionate about, that I love, that I care about. You know, I, I care about my team at the firm, but like this is a, this is a, like ground level, right? And I'm doing what I love. 
So I don't know. There's a different amount of passion that goes into this. And I used to have that passion at the firm. For sure I did for a long time. And I just lost it. It's not that I stopped caring about accounting. I still care about accounting. I'm just doing it in a different way. So. That's beautiful. Yeah, you don't want to hear more about that. We want to get into your hard numbers, right? Sure. Are we, get, are we going to pivot? We can pivot. Switch, switch the uh, the doctor's chair. You're going to sit on the couch now? I can. All right. All right. Do we, do we, are we closing out my session with Scott's happy? Everybody's good because, because what? Like, because I got money. Is that the moral of the story? No, I think you're doing what you want. You're making good money. You've set a firm up for success. Do you feel happy? Are you happy about it? I'm never satisfied, but I'm happy. Yeah, well, the, no one should be satisfied. So, <laughs> unpack that one a little bit. Why? Uh, if you, once you get complacent, like you can't. It, that's when everything's going to go downhill. You should always be wanting to worried. You should always be a little worried. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. All right, let's turn the tables. And let's uh, let's talk about your year overall. Would you say you had a good year? <laughs> yeah, we had a good year. Our revenues were up a lot. I think this was, I think this year and 2023, 2022 was the first year where we really went up on prices. 2023, we we're also doing it, and uh, we're getting our prices more in line with what they should be, which is high. As I say hi, you're literally smoking weed, so this is perfect. That was perfect timing. <laughs> I just had to do it. For anybody that's watching the video, at least. But yeah, we'll I mean, this on video. we're... In 2021, our top-line revenue was 1.4... million. We were at five... Over and this is cash, so like we didn't collect some of it, but <laughs> what do you uh, mean this is five cash? point. Uh, you know, we've got some stuff that we collect like first week of January. This really for December, but we're just gonna cash basis. We're at four point one last year. We're at five, top five point one. So we we're almost up a million, little less than a million bucks, and we didn't, we didn't hire anybody new. So, like, we didn't acquire a firm. We didn't do that. was just raising prices of new clients. I love that. What percentage is that, sir? Increase? Yeah. I'm guessing that's 25%. Let me see. Play have that I think number. it would be 25 because a million out of four is 25. Yeah, it was 22, 23. 23. It's pretty dope. Yeah, and I think this year we're not going to grow a million. I think we'll grow a couple hundred thousand, but we're going to lose some client. Like we've already seen, we've probably lost 60, 70 clients already, but they're all mm -hmm. like six hundred, seven hundred dollars tax returns that like we're trying to just weed out. Oh God, we went through years of that. <laughs> so I, I think we're good. we're like finally starting. Like I, it's. It's this is a stressful time for me because I have to deal with all these people calling and being like, 
you keep raising my prices, you keep raising my prices. And I'm like, yeah, you're like, we're charging you $600 for your tax return and like H&R Block would charge you 800. So like, we can't, we can't not raise your prices. And uh, I think the biggest thing, what I struggle with is like, how do you show, like for a client that's been with us for 20 or 30 years, yeah. how do I show them that what they're getting is worth the money when they were paying $500 and they really should be paying $3,000. And if they went someplace else, they could get it for, you know, less than what we're charging them, but like, they're not going to get the service or it's not going to be as good. Like it's very hard to tell a client that and prove that to a client. Cause, cause if they've never used another account, they don't know. They don't, then they, they really need to leave and see how it is and then come back. <laughs> well, those are the best types of clients too. The ones that have worked with an accountant before that have worked with somebody uh, and they know, you know, and they know what it looks like on the other side of that. Yeah. Like, especially, I, I mean, I think, I think in all cases it's setting the expectation and then changing that for some people, they can't live with that. Again, they have to start a new relationship because they can't keep comparing to how it was or how it used to be whether it's a price or something else changed, like anytime you change something big, you tend to lose a lot of people that maybe would have been good if they were with you on the other side of that. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, it's frustrating because you're So that's like, why some people just end up grandfathered you, in though. Well, yeah, but it's also, it's just frustrating because like, some people know they're getting a good deal and when you raise prices, they just, they know it and they're like, okay, I'm fine. But it's the ones that like, want to argue over it and don't get it. And it's just like, you don't understand what we're doing for you. Like you don't understand the value. Like goes back to like Ron Baker's whole book. It's like, I, I really just, I, I want to be like, you're, if you have to ask the price, you can't afford it. <laughs> I want something like that. And I haven't quite figured out a way to. Well, that's how they that. do it in certain stores, especially in Vegas. Well, that's what there's like, you, you don't like, there's buy no prices on anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you yeah you go to like a nice restaurant like they don't have prices for the bottles of wine like you just buy the bottle like and if you have to ask if you have to then, ask you can't afford it yeah <laughs> so i'm trying to get and like the new clients are all the new clients are going we keep getting new clients so i think that's but that's a struggle for any legacy firm and we've been on a eight-year process with no timesheets and fits price billing and we're Still on the process, so but we're moving wait. in the right direction. I can't wait for you to hear the new Ron Baker episode. I know the three-part series. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to break it up. It's a three-hour episode. Listen, everyone should buy Ron Baker's new book. It's, it's great. like my dad's Bible. Like he literally carries it around like he's Moses with the tablets. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I but, love it. I love but there, it. And really, like my goal, and we're th like, how do we go to a subscription model? Like, how do I go where I'm just charging all of our clients a monthly fee? Like, it's easy for the business ones that you're doing monthly work for, yeah. but it's harder for the one year tax returns. So, like, I want to get to a point where we're just charging them 150, 200 bucks a month. And that's their access agreement, and that includes their tax return and the, any questions they have. And like, how do we do that? But so what Ron is arguing though is you're not even pricing all of that stuff. You're just pricing a relationship, and all the other stuff just happens to get done. 
Yeah. And I agree with Ron on that. But when you have a legacy firm, like you can't just be like, it's harder. Like, how do you do it in real life? And that's sometimes how like these people. Yeah. It's an awesome concept of like, yeah. Hey, we're just going to charge you $200 a month now and uh, hope you understand. But like, you have to be able to explain it to your customer who who's no other firms doing it. It's not like you're, you're creating a new thing that nobody's used to. So you have to explain it to them and like get them to buy in. Yeah. And so it's all about creating. And it also works like it's also works for a heavily, you have to be heavily niched to do a one price for every client. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, you and have to not, only like you could basically only have. If you're not heavily niche, you can't, you can't, you can't do it, <laughs> or you can, but it's not going to succeed. I don't think. You're talking about twenty clients max per person, or or less, like not even like twenty clients max per the firm, in some of these scenarios that he's, you know, that yeah, that he's talking about. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and I love it, but like. Unless I, if I were going to start something brand new and I had a bunch of cash and I didn't need to make money for four years and I didn't have 30 employees, like, yeah, <laughs> I'd 100% just be like, hey, <laughs> but we will get there. We, we'll do it our own. Like, we will get to a subscription model in our own way. And we, I mean, here's the thing we're already doing a subscription. Like, we have a fixed price agreement, it's either a monthly price or a yearly price, and everyone pays it up like they know it up front so it is a, and it renews every year mm-hmm. so it is a subscription it's like yeah it's like but how do we make it e- like, i want it to be where it just they don't have to sign an engagement letter every year they're just getting charged once a year that just the price just increases like how every other subscription thing works like when you sign up for netflix yeah, you're paying ten dollars a month or whatever it is, and then you can cancel at any time. They have different tiers, and you know what you're getting clearly. I mean, in, in yeah, but I think in most in most cases, when you're subscribing to something, you know, you're not going to get every year. Do you want to renew this? Nothing changes month to month unless they change the price. Well, exactly, and that's what I, I like. It would save so much administrative time. If, so much. if we could figure out an engagement letter process, you don't have a, any a liability. AR. Yeah. And it's not so much the AR portion because we don't really have AR now. Right. That's true. But that's it's true. just like we're having to send out engagement letters every year, like an upfront that just says, hey, this, and we have this in our engagement letter like every year. So yeah. above 6% or 8% or whatever we decide. But the problem is, is like, like, Every client, unless you're heavily niched, where every client is the same, you're doing the same work for them. If you're not niche, you're not performing the same services for people. And if their service change, you can't keep the price the same. Yeah. And that's the, that's the problem. Me. But I have some ideas for it. And I don't want to discuss it on this because that'll be on our shop podcast. Did we even get to margins? No. We just talked yeah. about gross. That's it. All of this went down the rabbit hole of subscriptions. I like where you ended up. So let's scope back out. Give us some margins here. So our operating income was 1.638. What was it last year? Last year, 
the margin was 1.2. So we were up about 400. Yeah. So we were both up about 400 year over year. When it came down to it. Our margin was 34%. Yeah. For this year. And our our compensation, our our total compensation, which is benefits, payroll taxes, wages, was 51% this year. It was 55% last year. So like I said, we, but our, our, it was up about 250,000, but we gave bigger bonuses, bigger raises. um, Yeah. But we, we didn't really grow in numbers. So a hundred at one point, you know, one call it 1.7 divided by two people. What's that? 850,000. It's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> not bad at now, all. No, we didn't use all like we we put two hundred thousand dollars to charity. We did some other things that so like we don't take all that money out of the business and we reinvest a lot of the business. But that was our operating effective net operating income for last year. Not bad. Not bad. Can I tell I'm looking quick, forward okay, to a okay, shop okay. class. Quick, I will quick. not be high the next time. But I oof, highly man, doubt this that. Is, but yeah. Okay. Quick, quick final story before I go. So I serve on this audit committee for a local credit unit. It's actually called a supervisory committee. And uh, we meet four times a year. And this last time I was, they, they had just, they have to like tell us stuff is going on. And normally it's like really dry and boring. But this last time they had to fire people because there were two women that were on OnlyFans. And apparently that was, I guess, their code of conduct. And we had this, imagine like this 55-year-old HR lady explaining to, I'm the youngest person on this thing by like 20 years. Yeah. Uh, it's Imagine a 55-year-old HR lady explaining to other 55-year-old men and women what OnlyFans is. <laughs> Most of them don't know how to use a computer. Just imagine that. And it was delightful. So you got to witness own, this. That's my old, that's my OnlyFans story. They, this is she, great. She's like, have this, you guys, I love do it. you guys know what OnlyFans is? And I'm just like, I just start like laughing a little bit. And then everyone's like, no, what's that? And she's like, well, people go online. And then she explains all and then she had to explain how she had to create an OnlyFans that she had to create an OnlyFans an account to see what they were doing. And she's like, it was pornography. <laughs> I love this. So this it was is a so good, good. It was yeah, so good. So uh, they all they, uh, it always <laughs> happens and this time it wasn't me for listeners and for anybody paying attention. I did not start at this time. It always happens. Usually I I start the sex talk or the only fans or the porn talk by the 45th minute or 50th minute of the episode. This time it was Ackerman. Who would have thought? And now we'll just uh, chime in the intro or the extra, extra, Everyone, the outro. We yeah. love you all. Happy 2023. Deuces. Peace out, homies. Mm-hmm.